Are you caught up on Picard? No, I, no, I haven't even started season two, so I'm way behind. Just go right to season three. That's my <laughs> advice. I'm not uh, even kidding. About, that was, somebody yesterday in our group was on our group Google chat, and he was late rejoining a meeting and said something about a Roomba is giving us problems. And I wrote back, that's how Skynet starts, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's not what we're talking about today. Oh, no. Okay. No, this is not a Star Trek podcast. Yeah. I hate to disappoint you. That would be fun though, right? Yes, but I already listened to several of them and they're more fun than we would be. They're crazy <laughs> nerded How out. How could on you Star say Trek. that? I know it's true. I dream it's... of being able to have time to be that nerded out. That's yeah. what I really want. I want it to be my job. So I have an excuse to be that nerded out. So let's stay in our lane and just talk about boring business stuff. Yeah. But make it would. exciting and fun. Do you know this phrase, working on the business versus in the business? No, no, I have not heard that phrase and I don't quite get it. Think about this. <laughs> working, working on the business versus in the business sounds like the same thing to me. Welcome to The Belief Shift, the show that explores what you really need to know about building a successful small business. I'm your host, Camille Rapaz, small business coach and consultant who spent too much of her career working in corporate business performance. And I'm George Trapeau, your co-host and her brother. I'm a leader in the tech world, bringing my corporate perspective, but mostly my curiosity. Together, we're exploring beliefs about success and how to achieve it, but mostly we're bringing practical solutions so you and your business can thrive. Oh, interesting. Yeah, this is kind of a small business thing that huh. just shows up. I've heard this phrase a lot. I've seen it out really? there a lot. Yeah. And so, you know, I wanted to see what maybe the world really had to say about it. So I did what any good researcher does and I Googled it because <laughs> that's what you do. And there was so, I was, I don't, I was surprised. I was surprised by how much information came back on that topic, like almost to the point where I was like, I don't need to do this episode. You guys just go <laughs> Google it and you'll be fine. And really? Yeah. It was a lot. As I Googled it though, I was like, oh, I see what's happening. And so it really made me want to do this episode because I do think it's a, even though the phrase is used a lot, I don't think it's used well. Well, there's all sorts of stuff that we'll get into, but basically, yeah, don't Google it. Just keep listening because we're going to break down exactly what this means. And even better that George doesn't know what this phrase means. Cause then you'll ask me some really good questions that'll help me do a better job of explaining it, which is your whole purpose for being here. Yay. Awesome. Let's do All right. this. All right. Let's yeah. get into it. Okay. All right. So first I want to touch on, I realize I hadn't been touching on our belief shifts very much in the past few episodes. So I want to come back to that and just say that this really is going to touch on, I mean, it touches on a lot of the belief shifts, but I think the top three are foundations over quick fixes, Systems mm. over chaos and yeah. strategy over spaghetti at the wall. <laughs> so just okay. keep those belief shifts in your head as we have this conversation. Okay. So this is a really important concept for small business owners. Yet in my research, there was just an over, it's almost like the more information there is, the less helpful it is. Yes. You find that? Yeah. Absolutely. That was my biggest challenge with this. So what I decided when I started to look at this was maybe we should make this a two-parter in this topic. So this first episode that you're listening to now, we're just going to focus on the what is it and why do we care? And then we'll do a second episode where we'll just talk about, well, how do I actually then do that? 
because by the end of this episode, hopefully you will care and you will want to know how. So just keep that in mind. Two-parter. Okay. Otherwise, cool. we've been having like nearly hour-long episodes. So we're also trying to get our conversation under control. So sorry about that, people. If you were like, could you guys not go on for so long? We can yeah. go on for a long time and probably shouldn't. So we get along great as brother and sister. Very lucky that way, but it has side effects. It's making our mom very happy, but she's not really <laughs> she's not really our core audience here. So we're gonna try and she might be if we keep right. going like this. That's true. All the moms are listening. Great. <laughs> Only if they need business advice. All right. Okay. Maybe mom will hire me. She could start a side hustle right now. It's only going to be 80 this year. She has time for a side hustle. She does. It's amazing. She's too great. Okay. Hi, mom. Let's not go on that tangent. Yeah. Speaking of being thoughtful about our time. So let's talk about what I found on Google because yeah. just for a second, I just think it's important to point out that sometimes we research these things and we get all these responses back and then we get frustrated because they're not helpful. And I get that. And I had somebody tell me that the other day, I, I Googled this topic and it really overwhelmed me and it wasn't helpful. Can you help me? Yes. That's what I'm here for actually is uh -huh. to help you when you're trying to, we, we do want to just learn things on our own, but it's not always that easy to do. So when I Googled this, I found what was most fascinating to me was the exact phrase. So oftentimes I Google a phrase and then I, the answers I get back in the headlines aren't that exact thing I Googled. Mm -hmm. This time it was over and over and over again. So this is clearly an SEO thing. Yeah. Oh, this is, yeah. This is showing up for that reason. But it was also interesting to just see all the different types of articles that were using the same headline, but they weren't making the same point. Interesting. SEO for the audience, by the way, please. You explain it, techie nerd. Search engine optimization. People, if you want to actually make your stuff more easily searchable, or if you've got a web presence, you want to make your stuff found, there are things you should know about the search engine algorithms that help zoom in on you and your thing only. And there's a bunch of techniques that I don't really know. I'm sure you know a lot more than I do about how to optimize your stuff. So what you're saying is when you're saying the SEO, it's clearly an SEO phrase. What do you mean by that, Camille? Yeah, it's basically, it means to me, it's pointing out, and I didn't research this, but it's pointing out that, oh, that's definitely high in search engine results. So people will use that phrase because they know people are searching for that phrase. Exactly and that, means that phrase. That right? My blog would be found. Right. So we would, of course, title yes. this podcast with this, knowing that then people will find it. But then we're going to talk about what it really means. So, okay. I think hot tip we should now title every episode this now. <laughs> <laughs> We should just name the podcast this because <laughs> then everybody will find us. Or cat videos. Name it funny cat videos. That's true. Welcome to the funny cat videos podcast. <laughs> I believe shifts. <laughs> In business. Not sure that would hit my target audience, but maybe. Yeah, maybe. All right. So, so here's what's some, just an example of this. So Forbes, I tried to pick names that we know, right? So Forbes yeah. magazine. They had a title that was torn between working on or in the business, 11 ways to strike a balance. <laughs> that was probably the most, yeah. like the closest to having answers, but I didn't really like their 11 ways. So I'm going to give you my own ways. I know. <laughs> I know. Okay. I'm kind of poo-pooing on Forbes. How dare I? Inc. Magazine said, yeah. working on your business, not in your business. That was their headline. Entrepreneur okay. Magazine said, work on, not in your business. Mm. Not my advice. We will talk yeah. about why. 
Success Magazine said, working on versus in your business, what's the difference? And then Mm. they literally went on to say the opposite, which was you should work in and not on your business. So they were all over the place. Let me just say, if you read all four of those articles, you'd be confused. There was a lot of fluff. Interesting. I wanted to dig into a little bit of like, well, where did this idea even come from? Yeah, please. Right? Well, according to the e-myth and other resources, but mostly to the e-myth, it comes from the e-myth. So this is a book. There is a book called the e-myth. The E stands for entrepreneur. And so it's this, the myth of being a small business owner. So it's the latest book. It's the author is Michael Gerber. Again, I'll drop that in the show notes. It's a great book Hmm. about building a small business. The full title is E-Myth Revisited because he's updated it. Why Most Small Businesses Don't Work and What to Do About It. Pretty straightforward what that book is about. And it's really great, really clear about what you should be doing in your small business. The reason I bring this up is his phrase is actually work on, not just in it. So he doesn't say versus, he says, work on it, not just in it. Not just in it. Yes. So I'm curious as, and now that you hear that different phrasing, George, does that change a little bit of what you think that this means? It tells me a lot about why you put those other quotes in there too, because it sounds like, I'm just going to make a leap here. Sounds like in it kind of means immersed in it, but maybe not stepping back and thinking about what you've been talking about this whole time strategy and planning, you're just too caught up in the details. And I'm guessing that that means most of those other articles, they're recommending you pivot from one form of thinking to shifting more of your mind to the other form of thinking. They're not explicitly saying, look, you got to, you got to do both. You're not, you're doing too much of one. You need to start thinking another, but they're like being too pivoty about it. Hyperbolic about it to get clicks. Cause that's what we do. Yeah. Yeah. That is what we yes. do. You are spot on. So for me, when I was looking at this, in addition to, yes, good, good job, George. In addition to that, what I was thinking when I read that was versus implies that these are in competition with each other, Right. that one should be more valued than the other, or that as even an alternative to the other, right? Uh So that's what versus implies to me. When you change that phrasing to the just, you know, not just this, but also this. That brings in this idea of balance, which is also one of my big themes is there this, this black and white either or is killing us. We have to really think in terms of balance. So here's how I would reframe how we think about this idea of working on versus in the business. I would reframe it as there's two modes of working and every business owner has to strike a balance of these two modes of working. And that balance will change over time as your business matures. So it's not mm. static. It's not now I figured it out and it shall forever be this way. (laughs) And so then when I think about this idea of working on the business, I think of that as an act of leadership. So my phrase would be, don't just run your business, but lead your business. That's, yeah, that's clearer. That gives you a little better understanding. We still have to define what we mean by lead your business. Absolutely. But you at least have this term of, oh, it's more forward thinking, right? I like this. Say it again. It's don't just run your business, but lead your business. Don't just run your business, lead your business. Yeah. And no versus. Don't just do this, but also do this. All right. So let's break down what we actually mean by this. Okay. Two modes of working. So the work of working in the business or just running the business, this is all the day-to-day stuff. I'm paying the bills. I'm improving the website, SEO. I'm buying my office supplies. I'm doing all the day-to-day. I'm designing every product I'm creating, every product and service offering, while I'm also dealing with the daily like emails and incoming requests. 
I'm delivering on every customer need. I'm doing all of it. And I'm doing all the very near-term reactionary work. That's the in the business. Make sense? Absolutely. It makes perfect sense. In the business. I'm in it. I'm in it. Just like you described. I'm in it. I'm yeah. heads down. I'm just focused on what has to happen in this very moment all the time. Yeah. And then on the business or the leading your business work is that bigger picture that you talked about. I'm setting a long-term vision. I'm determining strategies for the business, like around marketing or growth and scale of my business. I'm doing research, even creating systems and processes that will help my business be more self-sufficient and consistent, setting goals and creating plans, even establishing a specific culture for your business. Mm. Still very important for a small business to be deliberate about that. That's this working on or leading the business. Some of the more obvious stuff too might be the hiring strategies and team development stuff, right? So this is that long-term big picture proactive work that we have to do in order for a business to have this long-term sustainable profitability, right? Yes. Now as a small business owner, so start putting on your, I'm the founder of the Marching Magicians, George, and you just started your small little business. And everything is going well, but you're realizing as you're you're learning about this concept of working on versus in the business, that you really aren't spending enough time working on the business. Could you imagine like, why do you think that's happening to you in your first years of this business? Well, right off the top of my head, the first reason is a positive reason. It's because I'm loving it. I mean, I'm doing it. I'm involved in the energy of like interacting with customers, which are, I think in any business that I've been in or been a part of, you just go talk to customers. It is so exciting. So exciting. Just that. So it's fun, right? It's an adrenaline rush. Also, it could be I'm stressed. Like, ah, I'm so close to making my monthly number or quarterly, not almost we got to just one last push. I just got to be heads down and do what I can to get, try to close a little bit more business, which is to me, doesn't sound like fun, but necessary and, you know, motivating. It could be because I haven't, I just been going so long that I haven't stood up to catch breath. Those are a couple of things I could probably think of more reasons, but stuff like that. Yeah. You hit the big ones. I think, I think a lot of it is just like, (laughs) yeah. Cause I mean, we got into running our own businesses not because we're experts at business and we care about that. We did it because we're experts at the thing we do, right? What the business is about, what the business delivers. And we love doing that thing. So when you said, this is more fun. Yeah, it is. It's more fun. If that's what your business is about, you obviously, hopefully you've picked a good business for yourself that you love. (laughs) And so you're having more fun with it. So you think all of that is valid. I also think there are layers of I just don't even know how to do any of that leading the business work. I don't know how to do strategy. I don't know what it means to hire well and do team development. I've never had to do that stuff before. So this long-term thinking, it's the harder stuff because it's stuff you've never done before for most business owners. They just never had to wade into that space. And especially if they've been heads down in the business and the business is doing well, You can also be like, what, do I even need to do that stuff? Do I need a strategy? I mean, things are going fine right now, right? Yeah, right. That's a great point. I know lots of businesses are like, things are good. I don't think I need any of that stuff, right? 
And other business owners could be thinking about just, I just want to keep it simple. I don't want to get overly complicated with all this strategic planning and all this stuff. I just, I just want to keep it to this. And while I 100% love the idea of just keeping things as simple as you can, there is such a thing as it being too simple because business is just not simple. It's not going to succeed if it's overly simplified. So that can trap people into this, not wanting to go into this space of working on the business or leading the business. Yeah. I think there's also some other underlying things that can come up for business owners that they might not consciously think about. So it's something for everybody listening to think, I wonder if that's been happening to me at all at a sort of subconscious level, which is sometimes we think just the fact that I'm an expert at this and I know what people need can lead to this idea that, so all I have to do is create this fabulous thing and then it's going to be successful. I don't need a strategy for it. I don't need a marketing plan. I don't need all these things. I just need to do it and put it out in the world and it'll do fine. And that's not how business works. It's not that if you build it, they will come world. doesn't work that way. We're not field of dreams, unfortunately. Yeah. And then the last thing I think that can get in our way, as I think about this is just this bootstrap mentality that we have out in the world. If we take it to the extreme of, you know, I can do it all and do it all on my own. It leads us to not wanting to invite others into our business, which means we're never going to have time to do any of that work on the business because you can't do this. So any given business owner could have any number of these. It's not going to be just one of these. That's the other thing. It's going to be a complicated mess of bits of some of these things. So unwinding that for yourself can be a little bit challenging, but that's every business owner also. So if you're out there thinking, oh, shoot, this is me. Yeah, it's it's everybody who's listening has had one of these things happening where that's felt this resistance to doing any of this work. It's very common. Yeah. And I don't think this is a small business problem, by the way. No, I completely agree. I mean, as you're talking about, I can clearly see how this maps to big corporate business as well. Absolutely. This is just a business problem. When we talk about how sometimes business just inherently comes with a set of problems for you to solve as a business owner, I think this is one of them. Yeah, I think you're right. It's just that. We're not talking about it if you're wrong. Hey, today in the belief (laughs) shift, we're going to talk about something like totally wrong. And I want to share that with you. (laughs) I want to find that thing, actually. That would be kind of awesome. (laughs) But not today. Not today. Okay. So let's talk about why this even matters. Hopefully we're starting to get a sense for this, but let's be really explicit about this. So these modes of working when they're off balance. So let's talk about when they're off balance in the initial direction, which is primarily what happens to small business owners. You're working too much in and not enough on. You're not doing enough leading in your business. And so the repercussions of this are the business is just depending on you and you alone, which means bye-bye freedom. I'm tied to this business forever. I can never walk away. I don't have any time for myself because I have to do it all, which leads to exhaustion. Yeah. If you want consistency in your business, it depends on you and you alone to deliver that. And we all want consistency. But again, this is this driver of, wow, it all depends on me. If you do have a team, then your team isn't sharing in your vision because you didn't take time to create one. So they're not invested in doing their best work. So we wonder why our teams aren't performing well. It's because we haven't done any of this big picture leadership work. We just hired a bunch of people to hopefully do the stuff that we don't want to do anymore. So at best, what happens when you do this is your business just plateaus. Like it can only grow so much without 
any of this leadership work happening. At worst, and what's most common is I see business owners are burning out and business failure is imminent for them. And I want to be clear what I mean when I say business failure, because it doesn't necessarily mean their business closes. It just means it's failing to deliver on the promise of the profitability plus freedom that you got into this for. Because now you gave up all your freedom to just run the business, to make the money you need to make. And now you're trapped into this way of doing business. Yeah. Wow. That doesn't sound good. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Uh, Do you have other thoughts about how this working on is bad? Well, I don't want to accuse you of stealing my thought about vision because you already had it first. (laughs) So it can't really be stealing if you did it before. But I guess I'll say two things. One, I'll I'll say the vision aspect in my own words. And that is, if you're not working enough on the business, I mean, working on the business is an opportunity for you to share your vision and get buy-in from your team. You you can imagine the phrase, hey, hey, folks, let's back. We're going to step back and we're talking about where are we going? What's the future? Business is good now, but just let's talk about how great it can be and what we need to do together to get it there. Here's the here's the vision. Here's the plan. Like that's inspiring. It can be inspiring for people. I get it. But if you're not working on the business, you're not doing that. And so people might be excited like I am in the moment, but they'll run out of that energy and there will be nothing to sustain them long-term and build morale. Also kind of related to that, you're not spending time on the business. You're not getting the team to help you plan for the future. If everybody's like you, then nobody I mean, ideally, you don't want to be the only one doing the planning. You want everybody involved in some way. Yes, you're getting a little bit into the how that we'll talk about in the next episode, but you're spot Hmm. on that it is about this team sharing of the vision. You have to have one to begin with, right? Yeah. And then how (laughs) you then share that vision is really important. So just doing that work, I think we underestimate, even if you're a solopreneur, you still need this long-term vision, even without a team. Because you need this established direction in order to be able to make better decisions in your business. So if you're somebody who's struggling with like, there's all these different directions you could go in your business and you're really not sure what to do. And you kind of get excited about all of them because all of them look to you as like opportunities to grow your business. But if you're struggling to make good decisions, that's because you haven't established this long-term vision and strategy for your business to guide those decisions. That's really what it's for. Yeah. So it helps you weed out the like, no, that's not for me. That's not for me. That's not for me. Cause that's not what my business is about. My business is about this thing. I'm going to go in this direction. Cause that's what I've chosen to do. Yeah. And so it's also, it's an accelerator for your business because it Ooh, is, yeah. and I know this is kind of the big one. I think that we miss in the benefit of doing this leadership work in your business because we think I don't have time for that. Well, what you're doing is you are making everything else in your future take longer everything that you're trying to do in your business, growing your business, you getting the more freedom that you want, having greater profitability, but having a more sustainable business, all of that is going to take longer if you haven't actually made some of these key decisions and done some of this key work of doing the research, setting the direction, setting clear goals, having all of that stuff really clear, like this is the path we're going to go down is so important because without it, you can just keep randomly picking different paths, which means you could end up right back where you are now. 
instead of, oh, I'm picking this path and I'm just going to keep going down this path. It doesn't mean you can't have some zigs and zags along the way, but you've set a direction and it helps you stay focused, which makes things just go faster. Like why wouldn't it? Right. As opposed to just bouncing around kind of randomly. Absolutely. So ultimately, I think at the end of the day, that's kind of the big one for me. Whenever I talk to people about the importance of doing this type of work, when I say build foundations over quick fixes, that's because I see it as actually faster than quick fixes. Hmm. Long-term, it's basically the tortoise and the hare conversation. Foundations, that's the tortoise. And they're going to win the race at the end of the day because the hare is just the quick fix. I'm going to be rapid, you know, fire all over the place. But it's not actually taking you anywhere. Slow is smooth and smooth is fast. Exactly. Yeah, I like that phrase. Yeah, me too. It's fun. Okay. Okay. So that's the argument for why you should spend more time working on your business or leading your business. Okay. There is a flip side to this. Hmm. There is such a thing as doing too much leading and not enough doing or too much on the business and not enough in the business. And when you do that, you lose touch with customers and their needs and desires. You also lose touch with your employees and their needs and desires. And both of those things are critically horrible for your business. This one does tend to be more of a big business problem, I think. Oh, yeah. Bigger it gets, the harder it is to stay in touch with what's happening on the ground, right? But I've seen small businesses make this mistake too, where they moved too quickly out of, they were like, oh, that sounds great. Yes, I want to, I'm burned out. I don't want to work in my business anymore. I'm just going to do all the work off on the business and I'm going to leave all of this to my employees and they just walk out. And then I realized business performance is tanking because I'm not involved. It's because they move too fast. So it can happen in a small business too. We'll talk about this more when we talk about the how in the next episode. But I just want to emphasize, even though this is probably more commonly seen in a big business, it can happen in any business. Yeah, I can think of a couple instances right away where I'm feeling triggered because I can see this. I mean, this, it was weird. This describes my previous manager and how he drove his whole team. Give you a quick example. Basically, he was spending so much time on strategy and planning and would keep on dumping new plans and new on the business stuff on us. We never spent time actually running it and wrapping up what we did. And it was just it's an overload of strategy. It was useless. Yes. I've seen that too, where it's like, we're constantly coming up with a new, better idea before we actually try and see through the initial idea. We yes. didn't even know if it was going to work or not because we didn't give it a chance. Yeah. Yeah. I have another thought about this, if you don't mind. I know people who like spending time in their head like this. They love the planning and they don't really ever get to doing because they're trying to perfect their plan. I know the guy, for example, who wanted to build a to-do application. They want to build the perfect to-do application. There's a million of them out there. I've tried many, many. It's almost an addiction trying new (laughs) to-do task management apps. And this guy wanted to write one and he never, ever wrote it because he was always just, ah, there's some problem with this thing. Let me go back and plan. And he never actually got to writing one and trying and figuring it out. Just never. Yeah. I think of this as I'm hiding in the planning, right? That's a form of hiding. So I'm spending so much time just thinking about the work and planning out the work. And it's also a little bit of that perfectionism getting in the way, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. because it's got to be perfect when I launch it. And we've talked about this before that there's just, there's no such thing. There's no such thing as creating something perfectly in a vacuum. You can't do that, especially when you're creating as business owners, something for someone else. 
their idea of perfection is not your idea of perfection, by the way. There's no yeah. one perfect, perfect, yeah, right? That's for sure. So what I want that would be perfect in a to-do app is definitely going to be different from what you want. I think this is one of the trappings of, I just create something amazing and everybody's going to want to buy it because I know it's amazing. Yeah. And if I think it's amazing, everybody else is going to think it's amazing. Yeah, I love that example because I do think people have to be aware that even if you think about the idea, you're going to go out and start doing some of this work. I'm going to start developing some strategy. I'm going to start focusing on my leadership, whatever these things are you want to do. As you start thinking about doing that, if you're hesitating because you're like, I don't know how. And I want the perfect strategic plan. I want the perfect business plan. I want the exact right long-term vision. And I don't know what that is. If that's keeping you from doing it, you will never do it. Yeah, absolutely. You can't possibly know it until you try. You just can't know what those things are until you try some things out. So you know what? You're going to develop a strategy and it's going to fall flat. And you have to have that experience in order to then develop the next better strategy. Yeah. You can't skip over the mistakes and the failures to get to that better state. You don't get to just skip those steps. So you have to go into this as, I just got to put some stuff out there and see what happens, right? Yeah. But it does need to be, this is my bet. Like I'm putting my best foot forward kind of idea, I guess. Huh, I like that. Yeah. And that's what we're all doing, by the way. Nobody knows how to do this well. Businesses big and small that I work with, businesses who have been around for decades or are brand new, they all have very similar struggles with this idea of coming up with good strategies and plans and doing this foundational work in business or really just developing a strong culture or hiring and recruiting well or just doing team development, like all these aspects of business, even just doing good marketing and branding. And I like businesses struggle with this all the time. We see big businesses make branding mistakes all the time. Nova okay. telling me this, this story about the Chevy Nova and selling it in oh, Spanish speaking yeah. countries. Yes. So when Avi was, I think, five years old. So our, our son is bilingual. He's amazing. And was telling them this story about this car, the Chevy Nova. This is a true story. And the Chevy Nova was a great selling car here in the United States. And then General Motors tried to introduce it into Latin American markets. Well, Nova means doesn't go in Spanish and I think also in Portuguese. And so it did horribly in those markets. And I was telling Avi, you know, they tried to sell this car. What does Nova mean in Espanol? And he was thinking, Nova doesn't go. And then he started giggling. Why are they selling a car that doesn't go? <laughs> and then he wanted to tell everybody, hey, this car, the company tried to sell the car that doesn't go. I remember he had to tell me that story. He did, didn't he? Yeah, he was so happy about it. It made him so, he giggled so much about it. So yeah, and, and so these big car companies make, have these fails, right? At this level of thinking that they were some, I assume people got in a room and really thought about how they were going to market that. And it was a fail because somebody just didn't think about that thing. So you're going to do it. You're going to fail at some of this stuff. It's not going to work out. That's kind of the point. Like we have to fail our way into success. That's really the only way you can get there. I love that story. All right. We're doing good on timing. I'm going to wrap this up. Let's wrap up. So my closing on this is just, you know, every small business owner starts out doing all the work in their business. You wear all the mm -hmm. hats because you're it, you're all the stuff. But over time, your job as a business owner 
is to spend less time on that day-to-day work and a little more time focused on leading your business. Because mm-hmm. this doesn't have a vision, a strategy, a plan, any big picture, it's only going to last so long. It's yeah. only going to get you so far. And you're never going to get that business you really want, which is the one that's supposed to give you that freedom and that a little bit more consistency and stability that you're looking for to get out of that chaotic way of working. It's really the only way you can get there. So that's our whole reason for needing to do that, needing to spend more time in the leading, but it is always about a balance and it's always a striking a balance that's changing over time. As your business matures and gets bigger, this balance will start to shift. You'll start to spend more time leading and less time working in, but you should never, ever stop doing the work of in your business, the work of running your business. Always some aspects of that you've got to do to stay connected to your business. So it's not an either or. Cool. Any last thoughts, George? You know, something that occurred to me, I think for the audience is that one thing I really like about what you do is you're not just helping people build a better business. You're helping them build a better life. What you just said about when you get this balance, it's going to lead to the kind of business that gives you a better life. You're just less of a rat race, more of a thing that you can own and control. I love that. Not just better business people. My sister's going to help you build a better life. True. Yeah. True story. Yeah. I always think of it as, the reason that we got into wanting to run our own business was because we wanted a better life. Yeah. And it's really easy to get caught in the trappings of what it means to run a business and forget that part. But you don't have to give up having a thriving, successful business. You don't have to sacrifice your life for that and vice versa. You don't have to just have a, you know, meh, mediocre business in order to have (laughs) all this freedom in your world. So there is a way to do both. So yeah, that's really what I'm all about. That's awesome. All right. So that was all just the what and the why of this working on versus in your business, or as I say, leading as much as you are running your business. I want you to be leading your business. But in the next episode, so come back next week, because we are going to just talk about all of the how, because this all sounds nice on paper, right? But doing it is a whole other deal. So much of what we talk about is like, oh, that looks great on paper. Sure. But how do I actually do it? What do I actually do? So we will talk about that in our next episode. Fantastic. I can't wait. I can't wait either. All right. So if you have any questions, please leave us a voicemail on our website, thebeliefshift.com. We would also love it if you would rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. There will be links to both of those things in the show notes. So please do go do either one of those things to help us get the word out on all this cool business stuff. And then you can stop Googling things and getting really bad answers. All right. We will be back in your ears next week. See you soon, everybody. 